For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It is January 25th, 2022. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alpha Kanawa and NYC Demon Diva Issa here tonight to talk about NXT 2.0. We had a musical performance tonight. We have a new number one contender for the North American <laughs> Championship. We had some matches, more in the Dusty yeah. Cup. We have a new addition to the Robert Stone brand. Yeah. We're all very excited and can't wait to bring it all to you here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. But before we dive into it, Alfred, what's going on in the news? A lot is going on in the news, Mr. Glenn. Let's start with a possible WWE sale. Now, I know there's been all kinds of speculation. WWE's always used the company line. We're open for business. But we got what I felt was the most significant development on WWE's end in terms of a possible sale. Nick Khan sat down with the Sports Business Journal, and he confirmed that WWE has taken some inbound calls from other companies looking to buy. But he also caked it by saying he stressed that WWE is not in any active talks trying to sell the company, and they are not actively looking to sell. Do you believe them, Issa? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, it's not, this is not real estate. It's not like you put a for sale sign in front of Stanford and wait for people to call, right? I would assume if there's interest and the right money is being discussed, why not entertain the idea? I don't think that they will go public with this, right? Because then, I don't know, I guess it will make some of their moves obvious. Not that they're not already, but I mean, the fact that he's kind of going back and forth saying yes, but no, makes me think yes. Otherwise, he would have said no, period. Yeah. Maybe they're in talks to acquire Impact and like Succession, yeah. Gojo's going to acquire Waystar and we're just all going to have not seen it coming. Let's go. You keep that narrative going. I love that. <laughs> I mean, I think, look, that's the thing. You don't say you're for sale because then that right. drives down the price. They're right. playing this the absolute right way. But the thing is, there's like only maybe three companies that could even afford probably to buy them and improve I the don't situation. know. 
There's a small who, who handful of them. Who you, got? Uh, you know, we got Disney, we got NBC Universal, it could be Fox. I mean, I know those are the big three, but it, people can always come from out Viacom. People can always come from out of the blue. You never know. And to Glenn's point, and that was really going to be what I feel about this, they're not going to come out and say we're for sale. It's, you know, it comes off as too desperate and you're just kind of throwing yourself out there. You got to play hard to get when it comes to market values. And because WWE has such a, a saleable company based on the moves they've made of cutting this roster down, uh, uh, them saying they're not for sale, it's more likely probably to entice a buyer uh, rather than saying that they're they're going to do this. But if you look at the company, the way it's set up and what they've been doing, they're definitely setting up, it seems, for a sale. And, you know, I could see NBC Universal, you know, being that company that potentially buys WWE, of course, because of all that. But don't rule out at Disney because of how well the UFC deal has gone. I mean, that's one of the best examples of these companies buying content and it adding value. And I think Disney realizes how successful they were with UFC. And there's still that relationship between Disney and WWE based on, you know, when ESPN and WWE were working mm. together. So I definitely think within the next couple of years, I'd be shocked if they didn't get sold. Honestly, you lost me when you say Disney and I'm over here picturing Mickey Mouse and like like the Disney <laughs> characters walking people down the WrestleMania ramp or like they will book like a match between the characters. It will be epic. Oh, be amazing. We can, get a, we can get a cinematic match at Disneyland. How about that? If Omicron comes up, starts messing with everybody. Oh my God. I'm just putting it out there. Goofy will be 24-7 champion. <laughs> oh, God. You say that, but I mean... <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't gotten Fox. Pierce, all the Disney princesses. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't gotten the Fox football robot with that 24/7 championship yet. Yeah, yeah that's please don't manifest that into the uniform. Yeah, what should happen this weekend? What should happen this weekend now? Because you have well, the playoffs and you had the rumble. Like I can totally see it happening this weekend. Sure. Well, something that some people could see happening this weekend at the Royal Rumble, particularly, is possibly Ronda Rousey's return. PW Insider is reporting that at least one WWE official flew to California after last week's TV tapings to meet with one Ronda Rousey, who has been reportedly training for a comeback. And there's no word on what came of that meeting. But Glenn, we'll start with you. Do you expect to see Ronda Rousey at the Royal Rumble? And if so, in what capacity? I think having her enter at number 30 would be good, but it also is a sign of how WWE has really failed to build this next generation of female talent. And every for every step forward they've taken forward, they've gone two steps back. I mean, Rhea and Bianca should be credible as contenders to hold or be in contention for either championship, but I feel like for whatever reason that just hasn't happened. I have no issue with this. I miss Ronda. I miss the way the women's division was booked when Ronda was around. Ronda put on a bunch of freaking bangers with a lot of people in the roster. So I I wouldn't be opposed. And I still want to see Ronda versus Becky one-on-one. Would love to see a rematch between her and Charlotte. So if she wins, I wouldn't care which champion she calls out. I would like to see either or. Um, But yeah, I agree with Glenn. I don't think that is a fail of building new stars. I think it's a matter of building them to just completely ruin (laughs) the build-up. They did it with both of the people you mentioned, Glenn. Rhea and Bianca, we sat here last year during Royal Rumble season talking about how we wanted to see them win the Rumble and go on to challenge and then look where they're at now. So, you know, I I do think they build stars, but then they just fail to follow through with it. 
Yeah, and I think that it's so wide open, and WWE is so directionless with the women that they've booked, and the Royal Rumble, I mean, a number of women could really theoretically win this, that now that Ronda Rousey's fallen into your lap, I can't see any other choice that would be better than to get this thing back on track. I know they've started to plant the seeds between Bianca and Becky, and it kind of breaks my heart that Bianca seems to be the odd woman out in this situation. But if Ronda Rousey is coming back, I think her winning the Royal Rumble is the way to go uh, to really kick off this WrestleMania season and have more purpose in the women's division because they really have dropped the ball, you know, all across. But with the women, I just don't see a real direction for WrestleMania. And you could see it with this weekend. It's going to be, you know, Dewdrop and Becky Lynch, who are both heels, who it's kind of an awkward pairing and it just needs some more direction i think ronda rousey can give them that but here's the problem with ronda though is that so you have Rhea, um alexa dewdrop uh bianca live every woman is going to basically be set up as halfway credible opponents for ronda rousey ronda's going to destroy them and then ronda will fail to seal the deal with charlotte and or becky because wwe has more invested in them than they do in Ronda, who's a part-timer. It's actually really weird with Ronda that she doesn't get the Brock treatment, but I think that they know for Brock, like they know that dollar amount to put in a Brinks truck and back it up to the farm, and they're always going to get Brock. With Ronda, they don't feel like she's always going to take their calls, so I don't think she's going to ultimately go over Becky or Charlotte. Sure. Yeah. And I, I don't think that would be the way to go in terms of her just squashing a lot of these uh, women that you had mentioned. I what think happened last just, time, though? Yeah, that's exactly what happened last time. But I think now that Ron is here, who knows what the context is? I would like just a one-off WrestleMania feud. And then with these other women, I mean, we're going to get into this story about Asuka coming back. WrestleMania, I need Asuka versus Bianca. I need Rhea Ripley versus Paige. I mean, you could do those. Those sound like WrestleMania caliber matchups to me, and you could keep them away from Ronda. And if Ronda needs to squash people, get, you know, some of... There's a lot of women. She could Dana Brooke, who works very well with Ronda. They're friends. There's a lot of women. I volunteer. Okay. Yeah, Eason go. I, I take Eason that actually. Overall, oh, yeah. Well, Dana Brooke. I am like a day one Dana Brooke stand. I think her entrance is so impressive. And you have Dana Brooke versus Ronda, and I'm thoughts and prayers for Dana Brooke. Like sure. there is no, like I'll I'll put a dollar on it just to be funny, but there is no way I'm winning that long shot. That. There's While you no talk way. about that, have you seen the odds? You're the Vegas guy. Have you seen the odds for Doudrop and Becky Lynch? I can only imagine. What do those look like? It's horrible. Horrible. I saw that Johnny Knoxville is plus 10,000 to uh, win the Royal Rumble. I might put like $10 on that and just retire. So is Vince McMahon. If I'm Vince McMahon, I'm calling them and I'm be like, I'm booking myself and then give the win to somebody else the next night. Win a bunch yeah. of money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That can get him in trouble, though. You know, it's going to be like Pete Rose all over again, man. You know, yeah. Pete Rose, by the way, limited engagement signings in Las Vegas, his sports memo memorabilia shop at the Mandalay Bay Mall. Every time I walk by, it's this today only Pete Rose signing autographs. And I've walked by this place at least 20 times over the last five years. What how much money does Pete Rose owe the owner of this shop that he is there signing autographs basically 24 seven? I've been to that shop and I've taken a picture with Pete Rose. Yes, he's always there. <laughs> but I you feel know, like yeah. what if he owns the shop? Oh, like Canseco, like Jose Canseco's car wash that he has in Vegas. Oh, it's possible. What if every week he's just betting on the amount of people who are going to show up and he just can't kick the habit? So that's why he's there every week because he's just. Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> well, uh, somebody who might return. I'm very excited about this story. As we get I'm going to get, I'm going to get thrown out of that shop because I'm going to go in there one day and say, Pete, just explain the situation to me, pal. <laughs> Tell me. I don't want a photo. I don't want an autograph. I just want to know how deep are you into this guy that you're here every goddamn day? We'll start a GoFundMe for you, Pete. You don't need to be doing this to yourself. Yes. I still okay, think you should if- be in the Hall of Fame. Yes. What else we got? Asuka might return to the Royal Rumble. According to Fightful Select, several WWE talents are under the impression that Asuka will be making her in-ring return. How excited about that are you, Issa? Uh, thrilled. Asuka has been missed. Somebody legitimate that you can put into any title storyline and it just becomes credible right away. I um, I can't wait. I can't wait. I hope that is at the Rumble. I think her music hitting would just be a moment to remember. Oscar's good, but what are they going to do when she's back? What program is she going to be in? What's going to be happening? Oscar and Bianca Belair. I think it writes itself. If we're going to flex Win. Bianca Belair out of this storyline with Becky Lynch, I think Oscar and Bianca, because they're both such beasts, they both had those long, unbeaten streaks. Um, it's the unstoppable force, movable object kind of dynamic, and I think they could really do a good job building that up if they, you know, again took a step back, didn't try to overbook it too much. I would be very excited for Oscar and Bianca Belair. You could set that up with a stare down at the Rumble. One eliminates the other. It's gonna be a lot of fun, and I got Bianca winning that. Okay, we'll see if they do it. But that's, I guess that's my question. Is Asuka coming back now at that stage of her career where she's going to put over the next generation of talent? Sure, I mean, she's kicking 40. I mean, she still looks great, and she's she been around for a while. She, she's got a lot of um, credibility, and we've seen as badly as they did book her at the beginning, really nothing. Her talent was too strong for that to hurt her and bury her. She still became a top star, and I think, you know, like Issa said, people are going to go crazy when she comes back, and her and Bianca Belair, is, that's going to be something. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Let's see. What else we got? Final news story. Heading into NXT. So this is a nice transition here. Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Radio was reporting that WWE, believe this or not, is looking to do house shows with NXT 2.0. They've uh, contemplated sending some veterans to NXT 2.0, which absolutely has to happen if you're going to go on the road with this staff in order to work with younger talent. Um you know, house shows are going to be good in terms of their development, because if you go on the main roster, that's what you have to get used to. So this is good. I am more of a fan of the idea of what they did with Braun Breaker and putting him with the main roster people and doing that loop. But uh, house shows for NXT 2.0, I mean, could work out, could make them better and getting in front of other crowds. I think that's important, but um, it's hard to believe that too many people are, are ready for this. But Glenn, uh, what do you think about house shows for NXT 2.0? Would you buy a ticket to a house show if they came to Vegas? Are they still doing the Florida Loop? Are they still doing Lakeland at the Armory? No, no, they are not. They've been strictly TV for this brand. I mean, I always liked those NXT style shows. I mean, they're, I mean, essentially like bingo hall events. I always thought were a lot of fun, but... I don't know that they can tour with this current current roster. I don't know. I mean, who main events that's going to get people there compared to the last time they went on an NXT tour? I think they are going to have to stack it with some main roster talent. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And this is a developmental brand. Feels like a developmental brand. If you want to get them ready for the main roster, you have to get them used to that to that style because then at the performance center every day, every time, I, I think the house shows will help them. Isn't this funny, though, that now we're saying this is developmental brand? Two years ago, uh, Justin Labar would have got on an airplane and said, it's not developmental, it's a third brand. <laughs> like, And now we're like, oh, it's developmental. It's it's like wrestling fantasy camp. Yeah. <laughs> well, at the time, he was right. It really was more of a third brand, but now it's definitely developmental for sure. Yes. 
I wonder how much uh, when they start set when you can start going to the NXT Performance Center like you used to be able to go to Space Camp and you go to Wrestling Camp. That's when we know WWE's in trouble. That when they sell <laughs> gym memberships to the Performance Center. <laughs> oh my God! If they did that, yeah, that would be <laughs> pretty dire straits. I'd love to see that. It could happen. Uh, Hojo Tugo Bolinski, $5 super chat. Oh, Alfred's Green Bay Packers. Ugh, failure is Roger and Adam's gone? Question mark. You know what? I don't even like football. I don't know why people are keep hitting me up about this. Football is a savage sport. It's dangerous. People get concussions and CTE. There really needs to be congressional oversight for football. I don't know why people are always talking about this savage sport. Yes, I'm a 12-time fantasy football champion, but that's fantasy and it's safe. And uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm so sick of football. It's ridiculous. Let's get Joe Gacy in there and make football a safe space. Yes, I agree. I'll go with him. I'll bang the drum. Football needs to end. I'm done. With, I, I don't know why it's, it's so overrated. Such an overrated sport. I don't think it's overrated. I thought this weekend we had some excellent games. No, I think it, it was so fun. It was so fun to watch football this weekend. No, it wasn't. I think football oh, it was overrated. a blast, Alfred. You go see the movie blast. Concussion with Will Smith and find out this just how disastrously dastardly this league is in terms of the corruption that goes on. I'm just football. I don't know why people talk so much about this football and all these teams. It's just all the toxic masculinity that goes on. I'm going to call up Joe Gacy and we're going to have a discussion. About Glenn, this. can we send him like a fruit basket or something? I think he's morning. Joe Gacy, if you're watching, because I've been told that he has checked out this podcast before. If you're watching, call me up. I can, my DMs are wide open. Hit me up. I'll give you my number and we're going to work on canceling football. I don't understand what the thrill is with this dumb, savage sport. Simple's going to be in Inglewood. It's not happening. Not in my city. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Stellar Justin Lopez, four ninety nine. Pack, they be sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> Alfred, I seriously hope you ain't bet any money on the Packers. Bill's Super Bowl prediction said in Tony D voice. Terrible, terrible sport. It's, it's corrupt, and we need to do something about this. Joe Gacy, hit me up. There you go. Corrupt sport. What else we got? Uh... Justin Lopez, 499 as well, saying, look, I get it, Becky and Ronda is money, but Bianca still didn't get a redemption from SummerSlam. Exactly. And that's, yeah. I mean, she didn't, but she did. Like, <laughs> she did. <laughs> she got Kofi. She still hasn't gotten any she of her revenge. Kofi. She needs to beat Becky at some point. It's Z, $2, saying Mickey Mouse and John Cena gear went in the Rumble. <laughs> that's you amazing. Uh, okay, let's see. Jay Patterson. I was rooting for the brothers and the Dusty Classic because I'm a brother. But after that promo and all that weird ass flexing next to each other, nah, bro. Oh, come on, Jay Patterson. I uh, appreciate the story. And I'm sure we're going to get into this more. But this is what we were talking about last week. And that I want all these teams to have a story as to what their journey is. What are you going to do if you win? Uh, you know, and it was also very accurate because, you know, they're talking about how they want to date toxic attraction. Big booty white girls are the kryptonite to black men. You see Kanye running around with Julia Fox. And so I do appreciate the attention to detail with this storyline. And uh, I just think it's a lot of fun. We're going to get into more of this. And I, I'm now rooting for Idris and, and Malik Belade to win this tournament. Just like Jay Patterson was before the flexing. Come on, they're flexing. They've got good bodies. Well, I really wow. can't add anything to that. No, <laughs> let's just move on to the next one. <laughs> I couldn't sleep last night, and I spent probably an hour reading uh, two oral history articles of Sir Mixalot's "Baby Got Back." Wow! You said one, one about one about the song on Stereo Gum, and then one about the music video on Vulture. So yeah, I was like, both. That song still got legs. Well, more than it's just forever. legs. One of Terry the great karaoke songs. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Terry on June 237. 
organic attention man Carmelo Hayes. I can't believe they put them with what's her face tonight. <laughs> Ollie? Oh my God. Was it that Ollie bad, Glenn? Look, I'm not a fan of Poppy. I mean, actually, I like Poppy's earlier stuff, but not so much a fan of her recent stuff. But uh, I know she has a song called Everybody Wants to Be Poppy. Like, I heard it like five years ago. I was like, oh, it's kind of good in like a weird pop sort of way. But uh, no, I think that the polish that we have seen on most NXT musical acts, and there's been quite a few. There's been quite a few musical performances, and they've been, you know, they looked like they just rolled out of a concert venue or just out of a music video. Like, it was very, very well done. Even what Josiah Williams was doing. Like, yeah. and I yeah. just felt bad yeah. tonight because it's this is nothing against uh ali j's recording talent but she did not have that stage presence and prowess i agree that like i said and, and like josiah like he's not a seasoned performer he recorded most of those rap tracks you know like in his in his uh bedroom and yet he came out and was able to really command the audience and i just felt like i felt bad because that was lacking tonight and carmelo and trick they were trying man but it was just yeah. it was awkward and I think they understood that they needed to kind of hype the crowd up because it is the stage present thing. I don't think that's more of an indictment on her. It's just a weird setting to perform True. in front of wrestling fans. Josiah is a wrestling fan and he understands that. So I think that helped. But to be in the squared ring, just from a technicality standpoint, from you know logistics, you're in a square ring and they're all around you. And it's a weird place to perform. And you know she's probably not much of a wrestling fan. Who knows if she is or isn't. Uh, but I think she kind of felt maybe like a fish out of water there in a jack trap. If you know, you know. Shout out to jack trap. <laughs> If you know, you know. He gets it. Is there, is there a subreddit for that? Ask me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Let me tell you. I'll tell you off air one of my favorite subreddits. <laughs> uh, Bear Hudson. <laughs> oh, it's already off the rails tonight. Bear Hudson, $10. <laughs> which is more likely? Roman Reigns loses to Seth Rollins or Bobby Lashley beats Brock Lesnar? And should WWE wait until WrestleMania before Roman suffers his first loss, hearing yes. Moose could be in the Rumble? I will be furious if Roman Reigns loses any time before WrestleMania going against Brock Lesnar. I'm scared he'll do it against Rollins, but I don't think Rollins is that guy to beat him. I mean, this is a big storyline you've done for 500 days, and for it to end short of WrestleMania, you're just taking the wins out of the sails of the hottest program you have right now. Yeah, and I feel like WrestleMania is like a big marketing PR move for WWE to show their investors. So during this WrestleMania season, with all the press that they do and all that, wouldn't you want to have the person that's bringing you the ratings be on top and be the face of the company? I don't know that you want to go into a WrestleMania season with Roman Reigns chasing. That's not the story you want to tell going into WrestleMania. Mike D, $2, or Virgil and Slick, Hall of Fame material. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 1,000%. <laughs> Virgil is Hall of Fame material just for the speech that he'd probably give. Oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> no. Quick story about Virgil. One time during WrestleMania weekend, I, I saw, I ran into Virgil, and I wanted to, I just had to interview the guy. I was like, Virgil, can we do an interview? And he goes, that'll be $500. And I, I just started, I was like, ha, ah, that's hilarious. And then he just looked at me dead ass, like, no, that'll be $500. And I was like, I don't have the money. I don't have that, you know, for an interview like that, I'm not going to pay you 500. So he just kept pushing. And then I saw him later on that convention and he walked by and he goes, okay, you got that $500? <laughs> and every time I saw him, he wanted that $500 of F money for that interview. So Virgil's about his money. Good for Virgil. Shout out to Virgil. Yes. So Taker's definitely going in headlining this year. I could see that. <laughs> Imagine if Virgil goes in the same year as Taker. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. And first, let's go. Stop his speech. They have to literally come and drag him off the stage. Yes. 
Well, what if they call him? What if they call him and be like, okay, Virgil, we're inducting you into the Hall of Fame? And he says, that will be $500. <laughs> well, he'll say $5,000. He'll fleece them. <laughs> Listen, if Virgil goes in the Hall of Fame, you know he got paid. <laughs> It'd be like, on that ring, uh, it's not inscribed or personalized in any way, shape, or form that might diminish its resale value, right? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so NXT tonight. What did we open with on the the Nixta? Uh NXT open tonight with oh MSK versus Jacket Time. Jacket yes. Time continuing that tr- time honored NXT tradition of getting super over with the crowd and then uh, not closing the win when it matters. I thought this match was fun mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love the way MSK got over slowly because the crowd was very jacket time friendly and MSK kind of like worked the way in there. I, I thought it was a hot opener. I, I, I don't know. I can't take jacket time seriously anymore. Must have been the toilet thing. I don't know what it is, but even when they're in there, like wrestling one hell of a match, I still don't believe they're going to win. They gotta, they gotta do something with them because they don't, they don't feel credible. Yeah, and it hurt that they went against MSK, which is a huge favorite. I I didn't want this to be a first-round match because I wanted to see both of these teams advance through. But this was a great opener. I thought this was a lot of fun. One of my favorite sequences in the match happened during the commercial break when, like, Kushida's just going wild. Usually during the commercial, they'll just take their foot off the gas pedal and maybe get in a hold or something like that. But they wrestled through and through and worked really hard. And I very much like this as an opener. This was a great match. I think with MSK, they are in a position of rebuilding still after losing the titles. And I know they just did all the vignettes um, and they've had their reintroduction at NXT. But I think with Jacket Time, this is this is just like Fashion Police, Enzo and Cass. I mean, so many villains, like so although villains actually got the belts and so did Fashion Police, I believe, at one point. But uh I mean, how many times have we had these NXT tag teams that get super over and then just get passed over to advance in the division? Yeah, that, that is very true, especially in the Dusty Cup. Yeah, so I don't get it because to Issa's point, I feel like they're on the road to recovery still from that horrible toilet promo. And uh, a solid win here would have really helped. Yeah, but do you really think they were going to give him a win against MSK, who just had that program with Riddle? They won against Imperium and... Well, I'm going to say Walter because he was Walter back then. So I just don't see MSK losing. I, I feel like there's more investment into MSK. Yeah. You know, you're onto something there, Isa. I think we should have a timeline before Walter, after Walter. I think uh, BG, BG, before Gunther, after Gunther. Gunther. And that's Gunther. Gunther. Is it Gunther or is it Gunther? Oh. There know. should be that. BG, BC. It's a, there's two different timelines in NXT. Gunther. <laughs> just change your name into a symbol like prince at this point because i think you'd have more credibility yeah well and be careful what symbol you use based on you know when oh, w- <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about his grandfather be very careful what symbol you use <laughs> so that's it for tonight's wrestling inc podcast everybody. thank you guys for coming thank you thank you uh i apologize in advance send all those tweets to at rajagiri underscore 303 <laughs> oh my god um but this is okay so legitimately there were some great matches tonight msk and jacket time this was a great match i mean i hate i'm a fan of having squash matches earlier in the tournament 
this felt like a semifinal. This should not have been a first round match between these teams. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. If we're going to create the March Madness dynamic, yeah, there's upsets here and there, but usually that first round, it's just one blowout after another. And it's and it's done to build up the teams to where then you're like, oh man, when Kansas runs into Duke, let's go. But you don't want all yeah. the matches to be competitive like this. Tonight, and, been like- and Jacket time losing, sorry, Glenn, Jacket time losing in the second round, like at least they will get a win in, it does make them a little yes. more credible in the road of redemption, like Glenn said. Tonight should have been MSK versus the Insane Clown Posse, bring them out of retirement. <laughs> You know, let let Jay get a power bomb in. Let Shaggy do like a moonsault. Then MSK <laughs> gets the win. Juggalos would love that. There's a new documentary I heard, uh, United States of Insanity, all about the Juggalos and their fight with the FBI. I'm actually really, really excited to watch wow, this. That sounds, yeah, that sounds amazing. Is this on Netflix or what? I think it's streaming on like Vudu. It's like it's streaming now. I guess it's like uh, you can rent it. I don't know. I'm excited to watch it. Very, uh, very curious. But, uh, you know, in fact, ICP was on After the Bell with Corey Graves like a couple months ago, and that was like a really, really good interview. Really? I got. I never heard of that, I don't think. Yeah, it was a really, really good episode of the podcast. Anyhow, um, this match tonight was awesome. You got to check it out. Uh, Vengeance Day was announced for February 15th. This is coming up soon. Like, who looked at a calendar and was like, uh, so we're doing something for Valentine's Day? I mean, aside from like your significant other who looked at a calendar and was like, so we're doing something for Valentine's Day? And you're like, baby, look with the lockdown and everything going on with the Omicron. Like, yeah. why don't we just stay in this year? But NXT, no, we are having Vengeance Day, the day after Valentine's Day, which is on a Monday, which is an inconvenient day anyhow for Valentine's Day. Half the restaurants are closed. Yeah. Good excuse, though. Good excuse to have for why you can't go out on Valentine's Day if you're in that situation. And you're talking about Omicron. Uh, we're finding this out on air. Good news. I took a test earlier today. I came back negative. Alfred Kunawa is now 7-0 and against COVID. Nice. Never gotten it. Novid, that Liberian blood, ladies and gentlemen, is very strong. I'm convinced that I've had it for the better part of the last two years. I thought I had it a couple times. I think I have it. I wake up in the middle of the night with a sore throat. Convinced. Oh, the, the COVID done got me. It finally happened. <laughs> but no, no. Um, also, Valentine's Day tip out there for the men specifically or women who are dating women in our audience. If your significant other says, we don't have to do anything this year and you don't have to get me anything, just here. Like, I'm not saying don't get nothing, you know, or I'm not saying go all out, but have like a stash. Get like a box of C's candy, have it on hand. So even if they jokingly say like, so what'd you get me? You know, then you could be like, boom, there it is. You know, yeah. like, cause you don't want to, you don't want to fall for the, oh, you don't have to get me anything. You know, I've fallen for that before. It was, it was a very uncomfortable Valentine's Day. Yeah. You, you want to go above and beyond. That's great advice. Alfred, do you decorate the waiting room for Valentine's Day? You put some flowers <laughs> and candles on there? I absolutely do. A little manscape ambiance there. But yes, it's uh, very much decorated with flowers, candy, those boxes. There's a thing that says, do you like me? Yes or no. And if they check no, they get kicked out of the waiting room. <laughs> and manscape the day before Valentine's Day. Don't think yes. the day of. You know, do it the day before. Yes, not everybody has the luxury of a waiting room, but yes, do it the day before. You don't want to, you know. Yeah, don't don't keep them waiting. <laughs> so uh, let's see. We MSK won that match. They advance backstage. Io Shirai and Zoe Stark talking about teaming up for the Dusty Cup. Tiffany Stratton walks up, insults Stark's outfit, 
<laughs> she found it on the clearance rack and uh setting up the match with stratton and shirai for later in the evening uh legato del fantasma tonight came out to the ring uh we did get a while they were waiting um they they had meaningful looks with msk meaningful um uh, and then we got a pre-recorded video of grimes issuing a warning to tony d'angelo in advance of tonight's number one contenders match we had ali J arrive with Carmelo hayes and trick williams uh just so much build up tonight but then we have the face-off between escobar and braun breaker isa what'd you think of this uh i just want to say that we might conspiracy of Tiffany being fake rich. Why would she know that outfit was in the clearance rack? Because she was looking <laughs> There you go, Issa. So, <laughs> fake rich. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't get excited for that face-off between Escobar and Brown Breaker because it's just like, okay, that's another. Somebody else that Escobar is going to lose to, basically. I mean, oh, they, yeah. they've done a lot of damage to Legado del Fantasma. There's no credibility there. I wish that face-off would have happened to a Santos Escobar a couple of months ago. I would have been mm-hmm. thrilled to see the match. But right now, you know, but at the same time, you're building a new champion. He's going to need a couple of fields that he can win to really solidify his title reign. So why not put on a good match while you're at it? I did like some of the insults in the back and forth between the two of them tonight. Yeah, and it is a very weird pivot from the storyline with Zion Quinn, who has gone MIA and then going to this, I think, hurt Santos Escobar, how he was portrayed during that storyline and now. And I, I think it's always a tough situation throughout the wrestling business because we're seeing this with Hangman Adam Page. Nobody thinks that Lance Archer is going to beat him uh, this early. Everybody kind of takes for granted those first couple of opponents. And in the wrestling business, if you want to shake that up, maybe add a little unpredictability, there needs to be somebody win that title and lose their first defense because that kind of thing happens at UFC all the time where somebody wins a the title, they flip it, uh, you know, and um, it happened with Rose Yaman Nunes, who uh, ended up becoming uh, the champion again. And mm-hmm. and in order to get people into it, I, I think that it, it's just a tough spot for that first title defense where it's like, yeah, right. Like, he's going to lose this. Yeah. It's very it strains credibility, especially with uh, the way Escobar has been booked for quite some time now. Yeah. And again, this is just uh, fodder for, for Braun and... Also, I almost I don't even think it's a great idea that they're having the champion enter the Dusty Cup. I know it's happened in years past when we had Finn and Samoa Joe. We've had these pairings before to keep like the champ doesn't need to be involved in the Dusty Cup. Right. And I mean, it's similar dynamic to the Royal Rumble and Charlotte's going to be competing in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. It just says to me like you don't have enough people. Right. Yeah, that's exactly really what it is with NXT 2.0. Well, it also with Champa, when they don't know what to do with him, if he's not holding the NXT title, they just have to pair him up with somebody random for a little while. Yeah, I, I called this a couple of weeks ago. Remember, I was saying, where does Champa go from here as a, like a mentor partner to Braun Breaker? I thought about that when I saw it go off the air like that. I was like, well, there you go. That's one of Glenn's uh, theory. He threw it against the wall and it's stuck. One time out of 100, I'm right. And I look <laughs> like a genius. Oh, there was that thud. Isa. you said to tell me when it made that noise again. I think that might have been me. I hit. That was I you. Yeah, yeah, I was on mute. I was on mute. Don't be yeah. blaming me for it. I thought I heard it earlier from you, Alfred. Don't hit the table. I won't hit the table. Reverberate the boom arm. <laughs> We're getting our audio dialed in, folks. It's an exciting time for the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Technical difficulties here. Yes. Uh, so let's see. Um, so yeah, this promo segment was decent. Boa versus Solo Sokoa. Solo Sokoa, who has looked uh undefeatable in previous matches, got 
a real knockdown, beat him up, go all over the facilities match tonight. He did pull out the win, but Lisa, what did you think of this match with Solo and Boa? I love this match. I thought it was great. I, th- I mean, there was a lot of fun in ring, but this was probably my favorite match tonight. And I thought Solo Sokoa looked like a million bucks. Obviously, it takes two, you know, to tango. So, but I, as soon as the match was over, I was like, just put him in the rumble. Just put him in the rumble. This man does not belong in NXT anymore. He is so ready. But, you know, there's always that fear of anybody that you feel is so ready going to the main roster and how are they going to book him there. But there is a storyline for Solo Sokoa already. Even if you bring him back to NXT, I would love to see how he looks um, with main roster performers and we were talking about that in the news with Alfred about them you know going to house shows with main roster like Sol Zuko will be somebody that I will be mingling with main roster talent already I mean he's got it yeah 100% I think this match alone made this show a good show this is my favorite match of the night I just love these guys killing each other in this hardcore match they both seem like monsters it's like a Godzilla versus King Kong dynamic and I would have no problem with them just continuing to run this back obviously there's always going to be a limit but I want the story to be these guys just killing each other every single week and I, I love this I love the splash to the table they they, they I did a great job with these two I, I thought this was really good anybody who's been watching me on this podcast for over five years now knows that I am not one for hyperbole or prisoner of the moment sweeping statements. But I think tonight was the best, most wall to wall action packed evening of professional wrestling. We have seen in NXT 2.0. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the tournament helped. It gave it purpose. It didn't seem like there's one vignette after another. They didn't have time to do all that crap, so they focused on the tournament. There was there a was thread. Still hot, there was still some hot garbage. Tonight. Of course there was. Of course there was. But it was not like prevalent. They had so much. They didn't have enough time to do that because they had to do so many tag team matches because of the Dusty Cup. I think it helped them keep focus, and that really helped yeah. the show. But the wrestling tonight, the matches, if you just watched tonight's show for the matches, these were some of the, the best matches yeah. and, and the most best matches that they've had in the 2.0. Normally, there's like one or two great ones tonight. So we're all really, really good. Uh, they all really felt like they meant something. Love watching Solo and Boa go at it. Again, I think like with Solo, he just had that jetpack strapped to him from his debut. Now he's looking more beatable. But I guess if he's going to stick around for a while, we have to make him more interesting. Yeah, but if it takes a hardcore match and them almost killing each other for him to look beatable and he yeah. still got the win, I'm okay with that. It's not like it, it, he didn't look weak, you know? But I, I do agree with you. He doesn't look like, oh, my God, nobody can beat him. You're just going to have to, I don't know, get a gun or something because this guy Light him on fire. <laughs> that, uh, Glenn, that's been done before. Uh, it doesn't kill anyone. That's <laughs> true. Uh, so after this match where Solo got that win, we saw two cuts in backstage. Uh, I remember I said about hot garbage, uh, Gunther. Gunther is named after his grandfather who introduced him to the sport. He's not Walt. All the kids are taking their grandfather's names. It's a trend that's going on. We see it everywhere. Yeah. What's your your grandpa's name, Alfred? My grandpa, well, I'm the third. So my grandpa's name is Alfred Boyma Kunawa. The original. What about you, Glenn? What's your grandpa's name? Joel? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to start calling you Joel. Yes, we're going to start going by Joel now. Pay tribute to my grandfather. I too is my grandfather. Yes. You know? So that's good. I like Joel. Yeah, it's multi. Joel, you wear well. I think Joel would work. It's a very Jewish name. You know, it's like there's certain I we're not having kids, but I used to think about this with having a kid. You really gotta watch what you name your kid with the last name like Rubenstein. 
You know, if we have like Max Rubenstein, that kid's going to grow up to be an accountant. Max Rubenstein does your taxes. <laughs> you know, not everything goes with, with, I don't, I do not have one of those great multi-purpose last names. Uh, so Matthew tech, uh, Canadian $2. That's like a buck 50 American shout out to HBK for being praised for his NXT work. I think this HBK kid is going places. Um, like he's, and it's, it's only because he's HBK. If this had just been Sean, uh, the guy that Triple H brought in, he'd be gone by now. Yeah, yeah. It's rare that you see stories about somebody having job security, but it looks like Shawn Michaels has that in NXT. Yeah. Ozatez, thank you for the Australian $1.99 super sticker. Hey. Appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, Walter. No, no. Gunther. See, and I, I even, like, here's the other thing. I've been saying vault. I've been giving it the correct pronunciation with the V instead of the W. I've been really going all out on this. And I just feel like now Gunter, like, sorry, I just can't, just can't. He sounds like, you know, part of Hans Gruber's crew. Like, I just can't get <laughs> down with it. You know, it's not going to stick. Look, uh, you know, when I grew up, uh, it's like when they renamed the sports venues or the streets, you know, it's like, this is what I know it as. It's always going to be Pac Bell Park to me. I don't care if it's three calm park, whatever yeah. Pac Bell Park. That's what it was growing up. That's what it will always be to me. I'm set in my ways. Yeah, and I think WWE was shrewd not just rolling him back out in front of a crowd. I think they're going to do a couple of these, you know, backstage segments before they bring them back to the crowd so that people can just kind of settle down and not be as mad about it, maybe get a little more used to it. Because I think if they bring him back anytime in the next couple of weeks, people are just going to go crazy chanting for Walter and, and refusing this Gunther name. What if he shows up at the Rumble? Then that, then it'll be even worse. And I think he will. And I think they're going to be in for a rude Me awakening because that Walter chant, it's not just Walter. Wal it's like they chant it like Goldberg. So they're going to go, Walter, and it's going to be loud. Gunter just is not gun. No, I just can't. I just can't. I can't. Matt, that'll be one of my favorite moments when Walter shows up to the War Rumble and they go crazy for Walter. Maybe that'll change their minds. Who knows? And no offense to the other Gunthers out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Because Gunther, it's been a tough week for a lot of people uh, saying they hate that name. And it's like, there are people probably out there like, hey, man, my name's Gunther. I like my name. I understand. It's weird for me growing up. Nobody had the name Glenn. Like, nobody. And then around, like, 2006, like, Glenn's just came out of the woodwork everywhere. It's very weird. It's very weird to have to, like, share names with people. Not a fan. Alfred is a very, it's one of the oldest names in the English language, but I never met another Alfred. I'd met Al's who are like Allen's, but, and then, you know, other than people in my family, obviously I'm named after my grandfather, but I felt like that as I got on later in life, the name Alfred got more prevalent. And that's good. You know, I mean, it, you know, you should be able to lay claim like Denzel Washington. There can't be another Denzel. Yeah. I went to college with another Denzel. My name is Jesus. My name is Jesus in another country. So I'm like Kanye, basically. <laughs> there you go. Denzel Washington should sue anyone else trying to capitalize on the Denzel hype. Yeah, You know what the issue is? Like my mom named my sister and I really short names. So nobody will give us nicknames. And the problem is that everybody thinks they're nicknames. So I'm Isa, she's Liz, and everybody thinks it's short for Isabel or Isabella, and she's Elizabeth. And, you know, everybody's like, short for what? And I'm like, no, it's just ISA. So there's that. <laughs> My dad goes by Al, and I, I embrace the whole name. I'll never get rid of the Alfred. There's a it lot you can classy. do with Alfred. It is classy. Yeah. Sounds like distinguished. I like it. Especially as a writer, too. You don't want to be a writer named Al. 
Like that's not a good byline. Yeah, you need the whole thing there. So you need the whole thing. That's the credibility. What about the Alfreds that go by Fred? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I will refuse to go by Fred, but people have called me Alf. I, I think that's cool. Uh, Freddie, I have one friend who called me Freddie, and I just let it slide. Al, Ed, I won't go by Ed. I don't like that either. So there's a lot you can do with Alfred. It's very malleable. It's like a Rubik's Cube of names. Growing I like old, calling you Akon. Akon? <laughs> yeah, I am the original Akon. I loved when she tagged Akon. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was posting that you were going to join us on Yellow Jackets bus. Shout out to us for making it 42 minutes without talking about Yellow Jackets. Yes, and I'm like, right. I got the post ready. And he was like, and we will be joined by at Akon. And Glenn is like, I think you got that tag wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that like it didn't fill up. The chat didn't fill up with all these Akon super fans. Like, wait a minute, where's Akon? Yeah, I'm thinking of like Gypsy. Convict. <laughs> <laughs> We'll always have bartender. Uh, oh man, Matthew Tech, Canadian two dollars after you got a fresh cut. Hell yeah, Barber. I'm glad somebody appreciates that. Thank you. Off air, I thought we I got a pointed it, on my it out. Yes, as you soon as you, I mean, we called it a boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your new name for my haircut. Boom boom <laughs> but that's good. Thank you, Matthew Tech. Shout out to shout out to my barber. Did a great job. Yes, I need a haircut desperately. This is this is starting to poke out the sides. Gonna make that happen, but especially before our big interview on Thursday, Isa. We're recording. We got we got a get on the Yellow Jackets Buzz podcast. I'm very excited about our interview guest. Wow, God, no, I'm excited. It's it's, it's going to be good. '90s iconic director. That's all I'll say. Wow. Uh, so, Gunter. Yep, there you go. Duke Hudson versus Guru Raj. Duke Hudson getting an easy win. I didn't miss Duke Hudson. Yeah, I think this is weird because there's. it's funny because we complain about all the characters are rolling out. Yes, they're over the top, but there's a happy medium because Duke Hudson doesn't really have a character now. Like, not that I preferred the poker player, but, but I mean, what are we doing here with Duke? He's now kind of regressed to where he's got this generic thing he's doing, and I'm not at all into it. He should be betting on all the matches. Yeah, there you go. Get a little scandal going. Love that idea. And then Tony D'Angelo. Should be betting against him and trying to like fix the matches. See, this is where you bring in Pete Rose. See, oh, it's perfect, absolutely perfect. Get him out of those signings he has to do every day to pay off his debt. (laughs) (laughs) It is that in Mandalay Bay Mall, it is right across the way from like a really good pizza spot that has like the best garlic bread I've ever had, like a pesto garlic bread slice of Vegas. Very- oh, I bet. yeah, that's a great pizza spot. You're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. Like in garlic bread, like garlic bread's kind of slept on overall, but like their garlic bread, like with the pesto, like that is next level. Yeah. I tried to pull a John Mulaney, uh, Tom Jones, what's new pussycat on the jukebox and they shut the jukebox down after the second, the second play. They're like, we know oh, what no. you're doing. <laughs> I bet you since that bit came out, they've gotten a lot of, they've gotten doing- a lot of that. <laughs> Such a great story. I know. Absolutely one of my favorites. I can't uh, wait to see John Mulaney's new hour, by the way, because he's gone through you know. some stuff, and that only makes you funnier when you go through that kind of stuff that he's gone through, and uh, he's one of the best. No, I agree. Uh, so, Duke Hudson won. Dante Chen came out and uh, trying to make this happen. What do you think of Dante Chen, Isa? I forgot who he was. <laughs> 
it took me a second to kind of put two and two together. Do you experience that too? Is there so many new faces in NXT? Sometimes somebody comes out and you're like, wait, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Dante Chen could use uh, a mouthpiece or, or a heater because, yeah. again, he's got, I think we said this last week, he's got great in-ring charisma. He's got good fire and stuff like that. And he's got a good story. The things that he was saying and the things that he's been saying are, are very interesting in terms of the character. His delivery doesn't really get me excited about it. Agreed. Duke Hudson, and this is more an indictment against Duke Hudson than Dante Chen, so go with me on this. Duke Hudson looks like he had gravitas compared to Dante Chen, and I think Dante <laughs> just needs a little more promo work. Yes, yes. You know, just have that confidence. Azatez, Australian 799. I heard that Raw and Uncensored were trademarked by WWE several days ago. I think they might be used for special NXT 2.0 shows. Thoughts? I'd have no problem with that. I'm a big fan. I'm a 90s kid. I come from that era when they had those uh, WCW pay-per-views, and I loved a lot of them. What I loved about Super Brawl, it was like the one pay-per-view that WCW would number almost like a WrestleMania because there was super and Roman numerals like Super Brawl 6, Super Brawl 7. And I always like that. So I want more of these because wrestling fans are very nostalgic. So the more you can use that nostalgia, it, it does help. And it has helped NXT in the past. Bring back. Yes, has. And they tend to do those. They tend to do those house shows that they bring back to NXT. I mean, I'm sorry, the old shows that they bring back to NXT. They do a good job with them in your house. Like I, I, I have no complaint. I would love that. Yeah. Matthew Tech, Canadian five dollars. Isa is a savage. LMAO with the weight. Who are you? <laughs> Love it. Dante Chang. I mean, we're supposed to be here to give our honest thoughts, right? I mean, that's why we sit down and watch NXT. It took me a yeah. second to remember him. So I think I can't believe I'm about to say this. I think we've got a little bit of new character fatigue in nxt 2.0 right now. for sure oh, thousand I, I felt that way since the first episode it's like god that's a lot to remember and i just in th this episode wasn't that but going into every episode of nxt it's like i have to mentally prepare myself to pay attention to all of what's going to be thrown at me and i'm glad there was so much less thrown at me this week and then not only new characters but you're changing characters names absolutely i got that's used to Walter, and now gunter like what the hell and gimmicks look at uh duke hudson was a poker player now he's bald duke hudson like, it's hard to keep up with all of this stuff. Yes. They better not, like, make Tony D'Angelo Jamaican or something like that. Like, let's keep Tony D'Angelo the way he is. <laughs> Tony D'Angelo Jamaican. <laughs> like, I got to be honest. I'd kind of be here for that. Like, it wouldn't fly in this day and age. Yeah. But I'd kind of be here for that. Got a bunch of jobs. Uh, bring in some oxtail to eat. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> Italian Tony D'Angelo is fine. We're not changing anything about Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> Tony D'Angelo is great as Tony D'Angelo is, except for his win-loss record and the way that they keep booking him. But uh, so we had Toxic Attraction tonight. This was a really long match. Toxic Attraction versus Indy Hartwell, Persia Parada, and Kaylee Ray uh, with our challengers getting the win tonight not not a title match but persia indy and kaylee got that win alfred what did you think of this match i thought it went too long uh i think it's fine that the the non-tag team champions persia and uh, indy won fine with that uh, not a, particularly a bad match in fact there was a point where i felt like it was going to come to an end and i was just thinking wow if it ends at this point not bad but then it, i think it went on and then it kind of exposed some things my favorite part of this match was wade barrett saying somebody was yeeted into the corner very well done. I've never heard the word yeeted said with an English accent, and I thought he pulled it off very well. <laughs> what does yeet mean exactly? Yeet is to throw. 
uh, it's something that I feel like somebody to going into the Royal Rumble should be using that. It's there for the ticket. I'm going to yeet you. I'm going to be yeeting all these people out of the Royal Rumble. Everybody's going to get yeeted. Like that needs to be a thing. Somebody needs, maybe one of the Usos wore a shirt that said yeet. Like I'm going to, you're going to be yeeted out of the Royal Rumble. People would go crazy for it. And then the people say yeah. yeet whenever somebody gets thrown out. Yeet it. That's a gimmick. <laughs> That would be amazing. If, if you want, I can try to start that on my on my session on yes. Saturday. It's one of my <laughs> favorite words. Yeeted. I know mine too. I, I love, love it. Too. Do not teach Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon, the the slang. Thank God you he know, never like, caught on. You to know, like, I I'm not I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit here when I heard AJ Styles said cap. That's cap. I was like, I kind of, I kind of pop for it a little bit. There, every once in a while, the the the, the slang works. Um, I did think this match went on too long, and it did go on. I I get that the challengers winner is is winning is a good thing, but I'm never a fan of champions getting pinned on TV for no reason whatsoever. And I being vocal about not liking this 50-50, and I did feel like toxic attraction were probably the last hope of people that were being protected. And now I don't even feel that anymore yeah. this, this 50 50 is just making it makes it very hard for us to get invested into these characters because yeah. any day they could win or they could lose and it's just like who's really on top at nxt when everybody feels like it's a race and everybody's going at the same pace you know and it might not have been uh their fault this could have had to go along because something else got cut or something else changed but so the map, but uh, alfred I agree with your assessment 100 it was really good and they just went on it like overstayed its welcome by it did yeah. yeah, a couple minutes. Because I was really into the first half of this really when it was like, man, like they could, they, they pulled this off. This might be the best. I was ready to praise that this is the best they've looked in this, that, and the other. But then I think, and it's not a fault of them really, because of course they're new. Of course you're going to get exposed if a match goes on that long. And I felt like they just kept dragging. And I hate to say this, but again, given that NXT is now like super developmental again, Mandy Rose having that main roster experience, she carries in herself yeah. the way that other champions in NXT do not. Great point. You know, their entrance, everything was on, was very well done. Um, but yeah, we'll see uh, how much longer this goes. But I like this match. It was just a little long. Then we had uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans versus Chase U. Again, like this was a surprisingly, uh, like this, this went for a little bit. Um, why did Chase, why, why is Chase U a thing? I, I don't know, but I, I'm so into I think this is one of the better gimmicks that Chase U student section. And I love how Andre Chase did his thing now where the crowd participates in this cheer where he stomps on the opponent. Give me a C. Give me an H. I just popped so hard for that. I, I don't know what you guys think about the student section, but I'm way into it. And I it kind of makes me want to go to NXT and see if I could be a member of that student section. Do you think they give you like free pizza and a T-shirt? Yeah, I, I would love to be part of that student section, man. You got you. you we, should about, we should What about punch and pie? If they offer free punch and pie, I will go and be part. <laughs> of yeah. What kind of pie? <laughs> I, uh, I I feel like Glenn doesn't care about education the way that he doesn't like chase you. And education it's a, is very it's, important. It's a diploma mill. <laughs> the Florida State's attorney needs to look into chase you and yeah. then rubber stamping graduates <laughs> if the check clears. They've got to do a storyline about how Chase U is like, especially if they're ready to give up that gimmick that he's being fraudulent, like the University of Phoenix or whatnot. And and it's just a big Ponzi scheme. They've got to do that. I don't. I want him to start educating like performers and they have to get into like student loans to be able to go to his university. And then he collects by beating them up. 
Oh, wow, there you go. Do we get Aunt Becky showing up in this storyline? Yeah, 1,000%. We need to just uh, really, you know, and what about other programs that chase you? Like, do they have a debate team? Is there a row team at Chase? Oh yeah, see, there's a lot you could be doing with this drama club. Were you guys in any clubs? Any? Did you guys do any of that in high school? Tell me. Yeah, I was. <laughs> tell me. Give me your dirt. <laughs> I was in a, a drama club class uh, in in high school. I didn't like it because we had to do the same play every single time, and it was really? about the, the, this girl. Her sister passed away, and it's very sad. You know, I don't want to. But we had to relive that every single time we did a play. We couldn't do anything else. Like me and my friend had an idea for a fun play we could have done. They didn't want to do that. Every single time we had to do the play about the lady's sister dying. And uh, it was very depressing for me. Wow. Sorry, I asked. Well, there's your answer. <laughs> wow, that's heavy. Man, I thought it was bad that we yeah. had to do Annie and then like 12 Angry Men. Um, actually, we had to do a play where uh, it was about uh, uh, appreciating like the difference in like kids' relationships with their parents. So everybody just like transcribed scenes from movies and brought those in. And I did the scene from House Party where, where Pops tells kid he can't go to the party because he's in trouble. Like I did that scene. <laughs> that was my That's contribution. Good, yeah. But I wrote down a scene from House Party. I love it. You guys should have done the dance. Did you do the kid and play? The, no, you know, no, it wasn't that elaborate. It was just, you know, Pop's telling me I'm grounded because I got in trouble at school. And, you know, if my mom had been around, but she, she'd passed. So, you know, yeah. it was very, I really felt it. I really felt the, uh, uh, so good times. I hadn't thought about that in 30 years. Yeah, seriously. You said bringing up all these memories. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I miss high school, yet I don't miss high school. It was very weird. It was a very weird time. Uh, Crystal Young Vets won that match. But then, fun, out of nowhere, Von Wagner. Oh, no. <laughs> and Von Wagner, as the fans chanted, you suck. Uh, Robert Stone entered the ring, gave him a jacket. Von Wagner aligning himself with that ultra-successful Robert Stone brand. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I didn't, you know, I didn't think there's a way he could get less charismatic. Then he put on that blazer and it's like, <laughs> I was wrong. It's like, oh, geez. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Speaking we'll see. of a void of charisma, Grayson Waller was backstage. Oh. Who now has new muscle, Sarav Gajar, um, uh, who's now going to be known as Sangha. And one of the biggest stars in Bollywood now is protecting. Grayson Waller, and he has words for LA Knight. Is LA Knight on the main roster or going to the main roster? No, not that I know of. It. He was on main event, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he was with that crop that kind of tried out. And gotcha. you know, judging by Tommaso, it looked like they got promoted. It's Z, $2. We need a Breaking Ground 2.0 for this new NXT era. I'm afraid they shot it and everyone got released, so they can't do anything with the <laughs> Yeah, like everybody out there. And the... <laughs> Could That's you a payoff. Imagine, could you imagine when they showed that ESPN special of everyone on the special had ended up getting cut at the end? Yeah, that's actually a good point. And I will say, now that you bring up Breaking Ground, I think that went a long way in building that connection because really everybody from that Breaking Ground special, with the exception of Aaliyah, who's now on the main roster, became a big star. It was uh, Carmella, I think Bailey was part of that, uh, Baron Corbin, and they all ended up being pretty big stars. And I think part of that was the connection that they built with the audience. I think that'd be a good idea. Yeah, I don't know. It's very weird how they view developmental now, where it's developmental, but they're not invested in building them beyond the confines of the Capitol Wrestling Center. 
Yeah. But you see, that's the show. I think the show is you not breaking ground. You show it from the town perspective. You show it from the Vince perspective of who's getting like, oh, yeah. Who, you know what I mean? Like who's got to go. That's all Vince needs for his image right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'd love that. Just let's get Nick Khan in a room like reviewing contracts, yeah. you know, and how many how many uh, nickels they can save. You know, I think that'll uh, good television, really good for their image. A lot of outrage. Yeah. Uh, oh, Tiffany Stratton. Poor Tiffany Stratton. Why are they booking you like this? She had a good, credible match against Io Shirai tonight, longer than previous Tiffany Stratton matches. But Io Shirai was ultimately victorious. Issa, what would you think of this? I like seeing Io Shirai back in singles competition. I mean, we'll see where they go with her. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like Io Shirai, I hate to even say this, but she's starting to feel like Tommaso Ciampa, where you don't really have storylines with her, so you're just pairing her randomly or putting her in super random singles storylines because you don't want to bring her up, but at the same time, you don't have anything for her in NXT 2.0. So, I mean, at least we still get to see her wrestle, but this is not what I want to see her do. That is a very fair comparison. She's like the elder stateswoman, very similar to what Tommaso Ciampa is doing. I will say this. I don't think we should overlook the fact that Tiffany Stratton had a capable match. I know she was in there with Io Shirai, but I think they've got something with her. I, I've seen her matches before, and you know, even in NXT 2.0, I never really thought anything of them. In fact, I thought that she might not even be ready for this stage in NXT 2.0, but I don't know what happened. I thought she looked really good. She's clearly a super athlete, somebody who's like, you know, they build her up as a world-class athlete, but that is a shoot. She's like a really good gymnast. And I thought some of the stuff she was doing was very good. Again, the character is very derivative. It's uh, very similar to what Mandy Rose was doing and even like down to the gear. So not the most creative thing, but I like that they're building up this daddy and I do think they should pay off the daddy character. And I do have a suggestion. It should be big daddy, cool diesel, best friends with Shawn Michaels. You've got the payoff right there. That's who daddy should be. Big daddy, cool diesel. I don't hate it. I, I mean, I'm not going to say what I was about to say. I'll tell no, you off say, air. No, I'll tell please. you off air. Okay, good. I got some off air jewels. Yeah. Too. <laughs> uh, I was going to say it should be Randy Orton just because I like to call him Daddy Orton. So it will make perfect sense. <laughs> not Roman Reigns. Is that Roman Reigns' is daddy? I thought, uh, Roman Reigns is his daddy, huh? Roman Reigns is above daddy. He's on, he's on God mode. <laughs> It's Tuesday, people. We save this for Friday night. Friday night is the night. My bad, my bad. We go too, too early in the week. It, it's a bit early in the week, Issa. Just a bit early. Uh, backstage, we had Creed with uh, Malcolm Bivens, Diamond Mine, Roderick Strong, setting up a six-man match, three-on-three with Imperium next week. Uh, Ali J performed. I, we don't have to really talk about this. Yeah, we already went over that. Um, but Tony D'Angelo, Tony D. Uh, I like Tiffany Stratton walking backstage complaining to complaining to Kevin Nash. Yes, uh, Wendy Chu appeared, told him not to feel bad because everyone loses to EO, uh, and trying to be friends with Stratton slapped Wendy Strinkleman and uh walked off. And Wendy complained about her free refill. Wendy Chu is a very sassy character, and I am here for it. I like I like the character of her sleeping and kind of popping up into people's business. There, there's more that they could be doing with this, but yeah, I like Minnie too. I mean, they just need to book her well. Yeah. Because I think she could be a top star in NXT and then get ruined on the main roster. 
Yeah, sure. I mean, I think it's, she's perfect for that gimmick. I th- this feels like a main roster gimmick. All these gimmicks that are kind of forgettable. I think the Wendy Chu gimmick feels like something that I could see on the main roster and that people could really get behind. Well, and especially because people watching the main roster understand what it's like to want to sleep during matches on Raw. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you really want to bury somebody? You just have her roll out there and fall asleep during somebody's match. Didn't Austin do that to Lance Storm one time where he pulled out a pillow and he lay down and slept during his match and said he was boring? There you I think go. she has an amazing pajamas collection. One season, yes. there, at some point, and you know what? I will probably create that gimmick just so that I can expense a bunch of really cute PJs. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's a question for you, Isa. Who's got the better collection, Ikamanjiro's jacket collection or Wendy Chu's pajamas? Uh the jacket collection. Yeah. Remains. I agree. Yeah. There you go. So the main event tonight: Tony D'Angelo. Versus Cameron Grimes. Why do you make me choose who to root for NXT? Yeah. This is unfair. But you had a didn't... doubt. You had yeah. a doubt who you were. You doubt it. I like Cameron Grimes. I want Tony D to win though, because Tony D'Angelo needs to get those wins. And I don't like that. I, I I could just hear it. it's like, well, he was gonna win, but then Pete Dunn interfered, so he looks strong in losing. Cameron goes on to face Carmelo, and now Tony and Pete get to have a few like it just it seems too obvious it seems too obvious yeah i really wish we would have done some kind of segment in which we see tony take like the coughing from last week and like drop it in the water and then we see pete dunn trying to escape it and just come up above (laughs) (laughs) and like get to the performer center and be like crap and and tony be like i thought i got rid of you like that would have been epic hbk help on him HBK, you're bulletproof. They can't fire you. We have given you a solid year's worth of solid Tony D'Angelo promos. I'm not telling you how to book his matches. I mean, he should win all of them. But we have given you ideas for vignettes, for storylines, for just little wrinkles and texture you can add. And I feel a little insulted that we've got none of them. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, when The Fiend came back from the dead, he looked like crap. But Pete Dunn came back from the dead looking just fine. Yeah, you'd never know he was in a coffin. Yeah. So, Alfred, what did you think of the match? It was fine. I thought it was. I, I thought it was okay. I thought it was a pretty. Cameron Grimes uh, kind of had a couple of slip ups uh, in the match, um, but I thought the crowd was very much into this. It was weird because there was a point in this match where they were going crazy, and I figured it was because somebody had come in and was doing a run-in but it was just because they're just going crazy so and i felt like they were on tony d'angelo's side i'm not just saying that when cameron grimes won and when particularly when pete dunn came in and interfered they were not happy with that so the the goat is really starting to really get over with this crowd but i thought it was fine i thought the crowd elevated this match nxt quit playing games with my heart yeah ask like the song Issa, Issa, what'd you think of this what'd you think of uh... yeah i i i I love hearing the crowd starting to really really pop for tony d'angelo because i think the crowd in nxt does make a difference with who starts getting more pushes and storylines uh i did see a couple slip-ups from cameron grimes or maybe i don't know i don't think they had the best in-ring chemistry or maybe we're just being so harsh because we really did see so many good matches before this one but again, um, I, I wanted to see Tony D'Angelo win. I did like his matches with Pete Dunne, but I don't need the storyline to continue. Yeah. But I, I didn't want him to lose his first title shot. So I guess if this is a direction to kind of keep him protected, 
then I'm kind of like okay with it because I don't I don't think anybody's beating Carmelo Hayes right now. So then keep him away from him. Yeah. Yeah. And uh that's the thing. I think with Tony, they're they're just uh buying time. I mean, I don't think he needs as much. I mean, Braun Breaker didn't need this much seasoning and development before putting a title on him. I think with Tony, Tony's got a gimmick. Braun Breaker has no gimmick. Yeah. If Braun Breaker is a champion, but I agree. Compared that's not to a, lot a gimmick. People, a lot of these people, I think that's what they just think. He could have a gimmick. He could be the Steiner, uh, you know, the Steiner, what would Steiner's son or whatnot, or he could have a Steiner gimmick, but they don't want to give that to him. So does just he go to, does he go to chase you and take some math lessons? No, he joins the wrestling team on Chase U is what he does. <laughs> oh, Steiner math. That's good. That's, just <laughs> that's actually really good. <laughs> A little slow on the uptake, ladies and gentlemen. So this match was good, though. And that's and that's part of the thing that breaks my heart about the suppression of Tony D'Angelo's upward trajectory. Is every time he wrestles, you don't think like, oh, he's got, you know, he's still really green. No, it's like he's he's pretty good. Better than a lot of these guys. Yeah. I don't know. For sure. So, I mean, this was a good match, but yeah, uh, Cameron Grimes is going in the win. Now, is Cameron going to beat Carmelo for that North American Cruiserweight Unified title? Yeah, I don't think so. No, I, I think, think Carmelo is one of those few people that still feels untouchable right now. Cameron should Probably be the only one. <laughs> Cameron should be on the main roster. I agree. I think I think they would. I I've said this a couple of times. I think Vince McMahon would love Cameron Grimes. All these people they keep bringing up. If they if they explain Cameron Grimes to Vince McMahon, I mean, yeah, he might ruin him. He might get too obsessed with it. But and yeah, what scares me is that he might just be reduced to a comedy character in twenty four seven. But whatever they did with him, he'd make it work and he'd get over it. He'd just like what we're seeing with Chad Gable, where they've not given him very much, but he's starting to really cook uh, with that Alpha Academy gimmick now. Yeah, that segment yesterday with the spelling bee was genius. That was I liked awesome. It. it was very yeah. funny. And it then was. before we go off the air tonight, Braun Breakers, you know, out in the parking lot, which I don't know why at this point. You don't go outside in the parking lot of NXT. Bad things happen there. Somebody's but this is a performance you. center parking Still. lot. It's not the full sale parking lot. Like you're gonna we have get to a- start yeah. keeping track of what happened in what parking lot now. You're going to get attacked. Someone's <laughs> going to try and sell you like shitty speakers out of a white van. Some kid's going to come up, say he's trying to win a contest for his high school to sell you magazine subscriptions. Then you're going to say what high school? And he can't name a local high school. So you know it's not on the up and up. Like that parking lot is not safe. And like Adel Fantasma, who I like that they're just at the other end of the parking lot and then they charge up to Braun Breaker. <laughs> And they get out, and uh, before uh, they can uh, throw down, Tommaso Ciampa's there, and he has Braun Breakers back, and they're going to team up in the Dusty Cup, and then maybe go to Disney World together. And then, like, Ciampa will be Braun's coach. He'll be like the Mickey to his Rocky. And then, like, Ciampa will be on his deathbed, and he'll be like, Braun, you got to win this for me. Show everything that I showed you. And then Tommaso Ciampa will die in kayfabe, and Braun will go on to be an even better champ. And uh, then Ciampa, like, really will just be a performance center coach, but it'll be a very moving storyline. And then in his head, we'll see Braun in his head is going to hear Champa's voice in his head in the ring in the corner during the match it's just gonna make it all the more meaningful and this just writes itself wwe i mean we all know where this is going my gm mode by glenn rubenstein that would be on wb2k22 that'd be a lot of fun (laughs) i do like your idea about the kid i think they should do that with the kid with the basketball team like hey i need some money for my basketball team and then trick williams and carmelo jump them i think that'd be great (laughs) 
Uh, I think that's like... how we. I think that's how we catch Stephanie being fake rich by buying some fake freaking Fendi bags <laughs> from somebody's trunk in the parking lot. <laughs> I mean, they've already kind of established the NXT parking lot is where the shit goes down. So let's just yeah. go all the way with it, man. You know, why not? Why not? Jay Patterson asking the real questions for five dollars. <laughs> Jay Patterson, you're messy as hell. <laughs> Which white chick do you think Tiffany Stratton looks like, Marlon or Sean? I'm not answering that question. I, I think she's I'm, a decent looking woman. I'm not answering this. Oh my god! <laughs> hey Jay, you keep uh, you keep doing what you're doing. He's been a very entertaining portion of this uh, chat, but I'm not answering that question. Uh, yeah, not answering, <laughs> but pop the the Yeah, very underrated comedy. White chicks, by the way, it, it doesn't get its due, but it's a very funny movie. I'm a big Wayne's Brother guy, so maybe I'm biased, but no, I think it's a fun movie. I liked it a lot. <laughs> I still have not seen it all the way through. Now I can't unsee that. Now every time she comes on the damn TV. <laughs> See, that should be a gimmick. <laughs> Marlon and Sean were made up to look like attractive women. This is not an insult. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were done up very feminine. Um, but still. I it's like Marlon is winning in the chat. Just based on the chat. I'm just reporting. Marlon is winning in the chat. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So that's it for tonight. A oh decent NXT. There were there were some lower points, but there was some good wrestling. There was some good forward momentum, some good movement. We're not going to talk about that musical performance ever again. Or Tony <laughs> losing. Or Tony losing. Yeah. In my mind, he is the champ. Braun who? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he's he's the he's the wink champ, the wrestling yes. champion. We should make a belt for him and just like and send it to his address. <laughs> And have him pose with it, and you know what I mean. And that's what the super—that's where the super chat for the show should go to a belt for Tony D'Angelo by Belts by Dan, and then we send it to him. And uh, good luck, good luck getting rushed to do that. <laughs> He's like, wait, what? <laughs> I can have like a leather belt. He's not <laughs> a championship belt. So there you have it, folks. Uh, I've got my uh, Yolo County Tag Team Championship belt somewhere around here. We're well, buying a fake Gucci belt in the NXT parking lot. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, tomorrow night, AEW, they're doing something at a beach in Ohio. Yeah, in Cleveland, Ohio, in January. <laughs> beach break in January in Cleveland, yes. Did you see the promo? Like, I cannot stop thinking about wrestlers walking in the beach in their gear now. <laughs> you see the promo with Adam Cole and, like, Orange Cassidy in the beach in their gear? Like, okay. I got to go back and see that. I mean, that was a big thing. WCW did that. They did a mini movie with uh, with Sid and all those wrestlers. And mm. it's one of those things that I loved as a kid, but then you watch it as an adult and it is God awful. <laughs> then there's things like the West Side Story promo they did for the Royal Rumble like 15 years ago, where it was like, I appreciate this, but how did this make it all the way through? Mm. Well, I vote that the next winter is coming happens in the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That'll, that'll even out the universe. Yep. <laughs> There you have it. So, folks, tomorrow night, tune in for AEW. We'll be back here on Friday for SmackDown and The Rampage. Until then, take care, and uh, we'll catch you next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. 
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.